0: You're listening to the newu.biz podcast channel. <music> Greetings once again to all Biz members, family, and friends. For those of you listening for the first time, I'd like to say welcome to the Biz podcast channel. I'm Donald Robinson II, co-founder of newu.biz. And in this episode, we're featuring an interview with Mr. Rodney Benefield, Financial Well-Being Coach and Program Director of Hope Inside Detroit, a program operated by the nonprofit Operation Hope Incorporated. Operation Hope Incorporated is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was founded by Mr. John Hope Bryant, a veteran investment banker and a pioneer in community investment. During the interview, we're going to talk about Rodney's background, as he was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and after living in several cities, including Washington, D.C., he currently resides in Detroit, Michigan. After working the last several years with various nonprofits, Rodney started working in 2016 with Operation Hope, whose mission is to empower people financially to become viable consumers and masters of their finances Now in this interview You'll hear that he works with several programs and entities And you'll also hear his outlook and vision for rebuilding Detroit So take a listen now to our interview with Mr. Rodney Benefield Well hello again everyone listening Welcome to the New U. Biz podcast channel This is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of New U. Biz, And on the line I have Mr. Rodney Benefield of Operation Hope, and he is a financial guru, a financial coach, financial advisor, helping people in the community get their finances in order. And so with that, I'd like to say hello, Rodney, and welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Mr. Donald. Appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me. No problem.
0: No problem at all. No problem at all. So can you give the listeners out there a little bit of your background, your expertise, and how you got started in the financial industry?
1: Yes, well, I've been I've been in the financial industry approximately 15 years now, and uh, prior to that, I was in the sales background. But uh, I have a sales background and an education background also. But I've been in the financial industry I said like 15 years. How I got started in the financial industry is interesting. I um, one of my positions I worked for a nonprofit community agency and we did workforce development programs and we started a financial coaching program along with that, Mm -hmm. um, my second year in the program. And how I initially got going was that my, right before we started the financial coaching piece, uh, my supervisor had suggested that all staff take a financial literacy class to basically get a scope on where you were in your financial health and where you were because she said she wanted everybody to be financial capable because with that it leads to less stress in the job, less layoff and things like that. So we did a inst- instructor from Purdue University came in and taught this class. So after analyzing my own report in this class of my own score, okay. the instructor of the class suggested that I become maybe a financial coach in in there so i in the process i was a hand-on train i learned the industry as i was going around my got a lot of i got a little got a good training one-on-one through a university level and i had a challenge with my own finances back then so sure i was able to correct those and from there i um was a i got certified and financial counselor licensed through the credit finance i'm a credit financial counselor through afcpe and which is a one of the leading financial counselor's um, designation. So I became that, and I started in the industry working at a non-profit agency, work with individuals, working around inc- improving their credit score, managing their budget, increasing their net worth, and just basically as they got more income in, just basically trying to help them navigate through the system so they can become homeowners, become you know get car rates and good rates and that nature. So
0: okay. Um, mm-hmm. Now at that time what what were all of the services you were providing?
1: Okay, at that time we we were providing free credit scores, we provided helped individuals with money management, which is basically budgeting. Okay. We also um client would come in, would we'll sit down and go over their budget with them trying to set we set goals with them on how to basically make their their, their budget better. Basically we want them to have more money at the end of the month. Than the month, <laughs> you know. So we want a lot of people had debts and things like. That. So you basically you come in and they you get an action plan on how to address their needs and pretty much you put the onus on the, the individual that's getting worked. I can't tell anybody what to do, right. but pretty much we we you know just basically try to make them realize and make them open their eyes and vision. And say, well, hey, I can you know this is something that I can do. This is in my I, I have a skill set. I'm I'm resourceful and I'm whole that I can make this happen. So we just try to guide them and coach them through that. So that was that's how I really I started the financial coach in the industry.
0: Okay, okay. So 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 in mm-hmm. terms of in those days, what what would you say that people benefited from the most? Because I know you turned some lives around and I know people were inspired and, and improved themselves. What what would you say was for you the biggest benefit as a professional, and what did you see that that helped you and and you know, kind of made you feel good about what you were doing and things like that.
1: What made me feel good and the went the ones that I saw the most success rate, I'll put it in that way, were the ones that was very serious about the of this. They had it in their mind that they, I want to change my behavior. Okay. You know, that's it. I I, I really wanna change my behavior. So my thing I always and I still do it today, I um I, I make commitments. You, I, you're gonna check it with me every every 30 days or 15 days, whatever. We're gonna check, we're gonna check in, and I uh, wanna hold you accountable because if you waver from that, I don't I don't I don't think you've been serious about. It. I'm sure situations come up. Yeah. But the ones that were really successful, and the one that I saw was the real gains that I had. I had one of my proudest stories. I'm gonna give you an example of individuals. I would say it's my proudest story back in the day was that she came in looking for a job. We, we, got her, we, got, we helped her with the resources of the job. We helped her manage her finances. She had some student loans. We navigated. We sent her to a free tax site that was also involved in my job. She got her taxes done. She she paid off her student loans and, and you know, rest for student loans, she got our tax money back. She was able to purchase a Habitat for Humanity program. She got excuse me, she got a Habitat for Humanity program. I was able to purchase a home. So, we were able to integrate a lot of different works. We had workforce in there. We had the tax base. We had finance, and and now she's a homeowner, and and also she became one of our leading advocates. She was our spokesman, and she became an advocate, a community advocate for our agency Also, so, great, 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 so wonderful. That, so, so, but with with her and like ones I said, there, it's commitment, and it's money is a situation a lot of people is leery of talking about. A lot of people say, oh, it's going to change, but it's not. If you have needs and issues, it's not going anywhere. So it's best to address it. And you right. start somewhere and you build up and you you build up and you build up. You get gains, you get wins. You start feeling better about yourself. You're right. able to see your life grow. You know, and, and, and um, that's what it is. So it's, it's a commitment. It's an individual's commitment and their, their mindset. I do want to make this change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. um The podcast we did was called The Flow of Money, and in it, I was covering topics like having a relationship with money and understanding that money flows in and out. I mean, so it's like, especially if you have steady income, like a job or something like that. You're, you're. Even though, even if you don't feel like you're on the right track, you always have a supply mm-hmm. coming in. And it gives you another chance. You know what I'm saying? It gives you another yes opportunity to get it right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. That's correct. That's correct. That that is correct. And that's and like I said, the the flow of money does matter. So you want to have that. But even you know my thing, and I know I've been the point that I've been unemployed. And you know, some of one of the good things I would tell people if you're unemployed, you can still start working on things maybe.
2: Okay.
1: While you're looking for a job. One of the things I would say, go ahead and pull your credit report. Go just you might not get a score, but go to annualcreditreport.com. Look at that free and see if there's errors on your report. Start you're gonna start addressing things like that. Yeah. That way it keeps you motivated, it keeps you going. You still are feeling good about yourself. You're doing work still to better yourself in the process while you're looking for a job. So
0: Right, yes right mm-hmm. so in terms of um, your work currently now so you're with Operation Hope can you yes. give, can you give us a little bit of his history and your background with him how you got involved with them as well okay P-
1: prior to oper- and I go back prior to Operation hope I had um, I've been in Detroit for six years now I have been I was a program manager for um, a Group called. Local Initiative Support Corporation, a community development financial institution, yeah. and where I oversaw, I oversaw seven Center of Working Family programs. I was a project program manager for that, and we um, pretty much there. We had financial coaching, employment, and income support okay. programs, and so I pretty much was involved with the the funding and day to day program management on metrics and making sure we met the goals and things like that outcomes, and so. I had back during then. I had really heard about Operation Hope back during my days with them. So, okay, and I just kind of I had been um, I followed the chairman, uh, our chairman CEO John O'Brien. I became one of his Facebook followers. Read a couple of his books. So I was always intrigued with the work that he was doing. It was more or less financial empowerment, financial literacy for community and residents to empower and better themselves. So. I had been studying. I have been basically knew about this program. I have been involved in it for a couple of years and redone it for a couple of years. So uh, of course I saw that when they said, well, I know they have been here doing the um, Banking of the Future program, which is a um, program geared for students, financial literacy and financial program, program geared for students. I know they have been in this market for a while yeah. doing that. So I uh, knew about them here, but the, then they had have the program which I'm working. It's called the Hope Inside program, okay. and the Hope Inside model. It's it's uh, you kind of um, partner with a finance institution or nonprofit agency or or leaders. We have um, some of our, our areas in Atlanta has partnered with a police station. We have uh, Hope Inside at Cody Roots. is Skillman Foundation is a partner. We have one at Fifth Third Bank. Which is our longest-standing Hope Inside model in Detroit. It's been almost, I think, three years. I'm not mistaken. That's uh, the Third Bank and Hope. And when I'm with my sponsors, are Level One Bank and okay. Wayne State University. Okay. So I, you know, I so I heard about this Hope Inside model, and I, had, you know, the mayor had um, had John at the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce last year at yep. one of their things. So I was I was able to attend that, and uh, it really got me excited just I mean I read just hearing all the work that he wants to do and he wants to provide dignity dignity and he said how much Detroit really needs this and we do everybody needs around the company Detroit really can benefit from these type of financial well-being services
2: yeah when
1: when the opportunity was given to me I left I was with the county A prior to coming here but um but I was um then I saw they had an opening and so I I just basically applied because I think this fits into my to my thing that I want to help give back. This, okay. this is a passion that I have. This is, I want to help people. I want people to realize too, especially younger people, I was thinking realize if you get your credit together and you get on the right track and stay on the right track, you got a lot of your life's battles won. You know, I mean, it could it's can make it easier for you. It's easier flow for you to get. You can get money. If you got a credit, you have credit, to get to, to um to, to get loans for cars get loans for houses to get to, to get decent to get decent things that's going to make you increase your wealth and make your assets go up you're gonna have to have good credit
0: yeah so oh yeah yeah it's credit in our society credit is very crucial because if you don't have it you won't be able to get anything
1: that's correct that that is correct so that's one of the premises that um these hope inside models do we work with um with Basically, giving people that might be turned down by the banks or turned down for credit, we try to work with them to get them on that level to really be able to be, so they'll be able to to become a consumer, they'll be able to um, be able to purchase some of the things the banks offer. So the door just won't be shut that they won't be shut in their face. You understand? Oh yeah. So uh-huh.
0: I understand completely. And for those of you out yeah. there listening, don't know, John Bryan is a is a wonderful a pioneer in terms of community work and with financial literacy. He's been at this thing for years. If you look him up, look him up on Facebook, Twitter, look him up on the internet. He has a great, he's also an established author and a public yes. speaker. And he's very well, well-rounded, well-spoken man and a great leader. And, right. um, you know, you know, when I was looking up the research on Operation Hope, Rodney, I was really impressed with, what's going on because years ago, you know, I was looking at a career and I was thinking about doing financial advising and financial literacy. And this was, this was probably around seven, maybe, yeah, about maybe 15 years ago as well. But what I found was that there's a, there's a deep void in terms of the actual education piece for people. It's a willingness. And the the problem I see too, is that, a lot of people they they want it's like it's like having a treasure that you that you hold close to you and close to your chest that you don't want anybody else to see and i think that's the way people relate to their money because whether they are in, in a healthy relationship with money or not cuz i always say they do, you do have a relationship with money whether you realize it or not so mm-hmm. what happens is when they don't have a healthy one and even if they know they don't have a healthy one somebody like you Who wants to step in and help them, they they get standoffish and clam up and, you know, get defensive and things like that because it's something they haven't been willing to address. And I think by the program that you're, you know, spearheading and and a part of, I hope that it helps break down those barriers because people have to understand how you relate to your money is a mirror on how you, how you relate to your outlook on life as well. And so if you don't take care of your money, you really are not taking care of yourself, you know, that's right. And I've always felt like financial health is just as important as any other aspect of health, because we always hear about, you know, mental health, physical health, emotional uh-huh. health. But we don't we never hear about financial health. And, and that's just as important, if not more, because that's also a stressor. If you don't have money, you don't have things going on in your life where you can't pay your bills. That's a right. big stressor. And, and it can make you sick and make you have your heart, people have heart attacks because they don't have it money. People have That's right. You know, they have illnesses based on the fact that they don't have money. Right.
1: So, yeah. And so that's um, and that's what uh, John O'Brien, he wants people to realize there is, uh, you say, there is hope we can get to. We, we have we say we work we work um, to get bankers out of no businesses and into yeah. the yes business. That's one of his favorite lines. And I try and live by that. And we try, when I try as I try and help people rehabilitate the credit and, you know, finances and let them say, hey, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And then the end. You, you take that road map and just drive straight through it, just make those changes at the end of the road, we want to see success. Right. You know, we don't want you to stay, you know, just down. Right. Like Detroit is is a city that virtually it can benefit a lot from our programs. Yeah. When they say sixty six percent of Detroit residents have what basically they say a subprime credit rating. Yeah, which is below basically a six twenty credit rating. Yeah. So you that's not you know, and you take the United States United State average is about uh, actually sixty two percent, and four percent are unscored. So add those two together, sixty six percent. Yeah. We just got national average. You're only you know that uh, it's, it's, it's totally different. Like fifty five percent is just you know that that's what it usually is. So it's, it's it's quite a contrast, you know. So wow. So we're trying to work on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as far as um, now, where did you where, now? Where were you born and raised? Okay, I was born in. It's kind of interesting. I was born in Indianapolis,
1: Indiana. Okay. Okay, lived there, moved, relocated in my younger ages to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Where I spent that's where I went to high school in Minneapolis and went to college also in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Minnesota cold weather guy, so okay. <laughs> dealt with that, and um, um, and so, uh, yeah, I went to college at a, a state university, Minnesota State University at Mankato, so. Okay. And um, been I have lived in several other cities, but i been in sales. I've lived in Des Moines, Iowa, Washington, D.C., and back to Indianapolis for several years before I moved to Detroit, and I've been there, like I said, six years. Okay. So, mm-hmm.
0: Now, let me ask you this, Rodney, in terms of your being here in Detroit, and I know you, like many transplants who have come here from other places, what I've heard and seen, what I've seen and what I've heard from a lot of people is there's such a potential here. I mean, the the potential is wide open, and it seems like the people that come to here to visit and stay say there's an opportunity here to build the community. The community has such an opportunity at ground zero to really build something and i think mm-hmm. the issue has been for mm-hmm. the many for many years cuz i'm a native detroiter born and raised and what i've seen mm-hmm. is that sometimes with people you don't know your own treasures in your own backyard so what happens is you may see that i have worth but i don't see it for myself and right. so coming to overcoming that hurdle you t- you take that hurdle at, on a social standpoint and then you, you couple that with their financial health in terms of the way they relate to money is mm-hmm. really, uh, people are really, really at a, at a disadvantage and severe challenges. So, so what do you see as far as Detroit on its outlook in terms of, you know, the community rebuilding itself and people, you know, getting involved in and in becoming a better community. What, what, what's your outtake on that?
1: And I can say that, like I said, I been in Detroit six years and, uh, I've seen a drastic change from when I came and moved here until the present today. Okay. I've just, I've seen just the upswing of the downtown and, and some of the midtown areas and things like that growing. I've seen the, the entrepreneurial, just the growth of a lot of entrepreneurial spirit just being taken off. Yeah. And I think those are all good things. I think those are all positive things. And there's a lot of the dynamic and the energy that's based around those things Which just, it's just great for the city. Yeah. I mean, all the I mean, if I drove like today, driving by Wayne State, just all the restaurants that have popped up there and all the little shops. And these are all self entrepreneurial driven things. That's great for the city. You have a lot of non. Yeah. A lot of funders that have um, have resources out there for that. Yeah, I think. And that's uh, so the thing with it. I think there's just so much potential to to really. And i think it's not it's not gonna stop it being in tech town i see that every day i work in tech town i was in Tech Town, so yeah being in that that um you know entrepreneurial incubator hub i mean you see this every day this um there's different people around now um now i mean it's great it's a great opportunity i think the thing is we have a lot of people do not know about a lot of their free resources and like programs we have that that communication has to get around the total city as a whole,
2: yeah.
1: Not just in certain areas, right? And right. we know, we have to get that. We the, the key is to get that word out to everybody. Say we can help. We can improve you. We right. can help get you started on the right track. So the, there is a lot of opportunity, and and I think credit and finance is, is just money management is just so key yeah. to an individual yeah. and as part of the combat. Yeah. You know, just it's it's just educating. We you know we have to educate each other. We have to and my job I'd say, i say I do enjoy this, I take it personally in trying to basically empower individuals, enhance them and try to let them know about the different programs that we do have out here.
2: Sure. But
1: um the you know, the thing is I don't at the same time, I don't want certain people to be left out of the loop. Yeah. You know, certain communities to be left out of this loop. And uh, that's you know, that's a whole other story. But I don't you know, there's certain there's certain things that I think um we just have to market to all, let everybody yeah. know that there is hope out here. Yeah. And we can help them do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. I, yeah. I, th- I think one of the issues in the community is the feeling there's a certain segment of the, of the population in the community that feel left out of what's going on. Yes. Personally, I I don't think that that's the case. I think that if you get your hands in the sand, you're gonna find a, a jewel and a diamond, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but you have to put your hand in there. You can't just stand on the side of the beach and be complaining that there's no that's no true. diamonds. So that's right. You're right about that. So from your experience in terms of being here and being out in the community, in terms of out of outreach, what what do you see as far as what needs to be done? Like what 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 would be some solutions to really reach the people?
1: I think, and it's coming around that I think, for instance, nonprofit institutions have to integrate their work and their services. Yeah. And that, not to say no one's in competition. I won't say that, but I'm saying, I think we have to figure out a way to really holistically connect our services. Yeah. And it's happening. It's, ha- it's and it is happening, but, my end, Operation Hope is not it's not a workforce provider. Right. But a lot of individuals that come into my program they need they need to find maybe they need to build their employment skills yeah they need to go to school there's different so my my idea was how, how can i basically connect these people to other resources going to impact their whole life yeah i mean you say money the flow of money is, is great but you got to have the skill you got to get skills you got to you have to uh, basically to get a better job, uh, oh, yeah. more income or, or, or different income. You might need a couple of jobs. You never know. Yeah. So just connecting with partners and integrating our work, I think, we'll, as we do more of that, I think we'll have create better, better impact. And I think that's happening. It's starting to happen. Yeah. So we're we'll not start. It's, it's happening. So I think that's just something that we just have to really, you know, say this let's partner, let's, let's go forward with this work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I commend you. Riding, I'm glad you're here in Detroit helping build the community. I really appreciate you and your services because it's well needed, and I, I, w- I hope that more people take the momentum that you're starting, and you have more financial advisors and professionals outreaching to the community. Because I think also the other problem is, you know, a handful of people can't service the multitudes, but if each person can uplift. And be inspired and do their part then more people can be reached with the more people reaching out to them you know what i'm saying
1: that's right that's right yes that, that that's that's exactly we are um one of the things we want we do we have what we call we offer 700 credit community scores centers okay and with our 700 credit community scores we basically in those um we it's long term okay individuals come up with a certain credit score we it might take you a while. It might take you a year. It might take you a little longer than that. But our goal is to get individuals and make that go. I want to get close to a 700. I want to get a 700 credit, yeah. credit score. Yeah. So with that, there's workshops involved in that. There's, some, there's counseling with the counselor every 30 days. And there's uh, online classes that you have to take around, financial topics, student okay. loans, insurance, debt management. Okay. But that's a long-term commitment. Yeah. You are really serious about that. It takes a while. Credit. Credit issues didn't happen overnight. Right. So if you have uh, things you need to work on, we'll work with you on those things. We'll work with you one on one on trying to help you do dispute letters and help you work with credit and uh, repair and things of that nature, but help you do your manage your debt and you know, refocus and, and, and restructure your budget. Those things can happen, but sometimes through workshops you have peers in that room with you. And just yeah. hearing some of the things that they went through, and say, "Oh, it's not just me." Yeah. And they they're good tools and resources for each other. Yeah. So there the, there's different roles that we're trying trying to take And the, Again, our chairman always says, seven hundred credit communities. Excuse me, communities with seven hundred credit scores. There's no riots in there. People are spending money. Yeah. You know what I mean? are yeah. Happier. So that would be something I would love to see as we work with Detroit. We do what our project we call Detroit Uplift Project 2020." And our goal is to open more of these centers here in the Detroit area.
2: Okay.
1: We want twenty more of these centers open, and um, nationally, I mean, nationally right now, I think we have like fifty centers right now. Okay. Sixty centers around the country, and our goal is by January 2018 to have like 115 of these open. So we are operational is growing nationally because people are are buying into our chairman and our management's philosophy that. We are trying to empower people. We're we're here right now. we're foot soldiers on the ground every day trying to make this work happen to better people and empower their life. So yeah. That's what yeah, trying to uplift them. That's what we're trying to do. And provide and provide dignity. Yeah, sure, sort of,
0: sure. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that that's a part of it too. You know, once you right. restore your credit and your financial health, you restore your dignity as well. That's right. And I think right. a lot of things I think too I think too, Rodney, a lot of people don't it's like it's like like we said stress is a silent killer i think people don't take the financial aspect of their lives as a silent elephant in the room that they don't want to deal with but they know it exists so it's like if i don't see it it doesn't exist but we we both know that doesn't happen i mean it's there whether you like it to be or not
1: that's the bottom line
0: yeah now how many how many uh in terms of detroit how many centers are in detroit for operation hope we have a
1: location, and this is our longest location for Hope Inside model. It's located in Northwest Activity Center. That is our Hope Inside model, which is sponsored by Fifth Third. Okay. And we have a coach, a dynamic coach. You've probably seen her in the media. She's quite a popular person, Crystal Nixon. Yeah. She is a coach in there. She's been around for like Crystal's been there, I think, almost three years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And she's okay. she's done credit counseling, small business. With me, individuals and small business, she does both. Okay, and so we also have a a site that opened in August, and that's sponsored by Skillman Foundation, a local strong partner. Okay, in the Detroit market, they sponsored lead that effort, and that's at Cody Rouge High School. Okay, and our we have a bilingual, great dynamic coach named Eva Torres that works in that area. Okay, so and and also in that area we have a. We have our Bank of the Future and Business in the Box youth program also in Cody High School. Wow. And Andre Andre McClellan runs that program. So it's program manager that program. And then I'm the more recent one. Our our site opened in Tech Town in October. And that's, like I said, sponsored by Level One and Wayne State University.
0: Okay. Well, it seems like what's nice about you know, the locations that they're strategically placed because Northwest Activity Center being a community center, you know, of course, Cody, yes. Cody being a high school and then Tech Town yes. being a hub for entrepreneurs. It just seems like those are locations that really can help provide a, a spark as opposed. To, let's say if Operation Hope was in its own standalone, you know, it just seems like right. those those three locations help service the community right where they are, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, and like I said, the goal is we're opening up more. We have some more in the process now. I don't that's so uh, we're trying to get more open right now, but okay. like you, the, yeah, I think the location, the site location, give us a variety of different. I mean, some people might not. They might be closer or work closer, to the area. they might say, I just want to go see I might be more convenient for them to to come see me at tech down than they would on the Northwest side. Right. So we do, we do a lot of cross references and you know things of that nature. We uh refer clients to each other. Okay and we work we work hand in hand as a team. We strategize. We uh, very much so as a whole as a company as a whole. We're uh on calls, you know, for around the country, just figuring out basically how do we put this work forward and move, move forward and just keep building.
0: building Sure. Sure. That's, but you guys are also on the, it's the foundation of setting in the right direction because, you know, like I said, with those locations, really, that's, that's, that's very strategic and very, very smart because in the high schools, I'm, I'm pretty sure they work with the students as well. Right. Right. Oh
1: yeah. They work with students of the, on the um, bang of the future project, but pretty, and also the um, primary Eva, she works with the parents okay. and, te- and teachers also okay. and, and staff also. Okay. And even, at, even in Texan, I work with staff members here, the people that work here. So no one's, we don't discriminate anybody that wants to get a credit writer or get their money and manage their money or want, you know, just tips and empowerment.
0: We're here to help them. Well, That's right. Cause we all spend money, right? That's the bottom line.
1: That's the bottom line. So we'll, we have workshops for individuals or we do one on one. So that's how we work. So.
0: OK. All right. Yeah. Now, we met through. Good brothers, Jamar Hill and Ben Seatman. you know, they're part of yes. the biggest saver program, for those of you out there listening who don't know about it. It's a local program here in Detroit. It's, it's like the biggest loser challenge. It's a challenge for the participants as a pilot program to see who can save the most within a certain period of time. So in terms of your involvement with that, Rodney, what other programs are you involved in besides Biggest Saver?
1: Yeah, the Big Savers, i had a meeting with those guys today. That's a, that's a new thing on the block, and I think that's going to be a great thing uh, with entrepreneurs. And like I said, you're involved in that to really basically get people to save. Also, I, I work um, – there's other there's other areas that I haven't worked in. I, I work with housing networks. I work, One, I work with community – Service Housing Network out of Troy, we work with individuals that maybe um we do we co we co do workshops together with that group. I work with a couple of realtors that I'm working with in town to help individuals that might not be qualified basically to their credit score just might need some help. So I work with a couple of realtors, referred individuals to really um to my program and I'm working with those clients one on one to get the credit scores up to par. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, um, you know, there's, there's other local nonprofit agencies that we, um, and, and for profit agencies we work with just basically around employment and they might, you know, and trying to basically, like I said, refer individuals in there for em- employment. So it's, it's a variety of, um, that we work with. Also, we work with the County Aid Society. Okay. And, uh, a good thing about that is I talked earlier about integrating services. Sure. We have we have individuals that come in that are getting big tax refunds. Okay. You know, and one of the things, even just not only just with taxes, individuals are going to the rapid refund places and paying high amount of dollars to get their taxes repaired. Right. And not knowing that there's services and resources here in town that that will do them for free. Qualified sure. people that have to take a test and know what they're doing and they're under IRS guidelines to really get the tax free. So I'm going to pay $300 or I'm going to wait in the time frames, not going to be no difference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay $300 or, or more and take out a loan to get my taxes done. Or if I income qualify, I can go get my taxes done for free. Well, what we trying to say, go there and get your tax done, take that money. You have some in collections. Let's look at your budget and see if we can pay off with that money. Right. And let's see how we, and basically, how can we get you to save also some of your money? Sure. So, so we work with that. There's other. Um, we work with the um, the Federal Reserve has a program called the Asset Economic Inclusion. Okay. Um, and that's more uh, a planning group of bankers and non-profit agency leaders, and and we work around providing financial literacy and financial empowerment programs for individuals in the community with that. So, those are some of the. People that we we work with, also people with savings programs, non um, let's say um, OSA, Oakland Lighthouse Service Association, partner with them and doing a Great Lake Savings campaign. So we we're doing the work, but we're trying to also incorporate other groups on how to like I said, make it holistic to bring these people in to teach them how to save and you know manage their credit, get the credit right, and that make. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. That, that's yeah that's great and and I think in the t- especially in the nonprofit world it's all about reaching out and building bridges and and cross relationships between other nonprofits and just a big network and you have to do that because every nonprofit does not do the same thing and even if they do everybody has a different approach but if people can work that's together true. I mean that that's I think that's other the, the other part of community building people don't really take into account is that the people that's right. providing the service can also, network and be part of that community as well you know
1: definitely yeah. this work down it requires rolling up your sleeves and and getting in the trenches and you know and moving forward so there's a lot of whatever whatever whatever, by any means necessary let's get it done you know that's that's how it is so
0: yeah 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 so so in terms of we talked a little bit earlier about the outreach that Operation Hope plans to do in the future. What what do you think that in the next five years, you know, programs like these will be uh what kind of role will they play and what would the community to be doing and what kind of nonprofit resources would be available? What which which what is your outlook you think for the next five years or so?
1: For the next five years, let's let's say this. Number one, we we hope we're gonna close down check cashing places, and we're gonna close down going in and get your check cash at a liquor store. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We want to. We want, we want you to give that money back to the community or and to your families. Let, let's let's reinvest. Let's open up some businesses. Let's let's get together and get on get on track. You know, instead of just giving up, so you know, the predatory lending. Let's 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 stop that. Yeah. This is what we're we're in business. Where we're, we're our, our hope is to really stop that. Our, our goal to empower the young, you no know, just young, young people and just young people, middle aged for all age people to really say, hey, to manage their money, to be yeah. able to say, let, let me let me see what I can say. Let me be able to handle my, my bills so I can feel more comfortable. Right. Like you said, financial health is so key. How can we improve your financial well-being? How can we basically tie in to help you out? Sure. That's what I would love to see. You know, Detroit, like I say, you know, it's something to come back, but, yep. um, and you've made a good statement earlier. You got to be, you got to get your foot in the sand. You got to be in there.
2: Yeah.
1: All, although we can advertise and promote these programs, individuals, you going to change your behavior and say, this is what I want to do. Yeah. It's up to you. So in five years, I hope that the word is out there that these services are free, that we're, this helps build your community. With people with better credit score, what does it do? It streamlines. It streamlines wealth back to the soul city. Yes. You know, and the thing of, and that's where I think that's where I see Operation Hope being such a uh, good asset for the city of Detroit because you know residents are they you know some residents are top of their finance. Yeah. But we have a long ways to go to achieve great credit health. You know, yeah. so we 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 want that possi- We want that to be just the norm in this city yeah you know and just as the economy change as the economy grows as new resources coming in and new employment comes come comes through the city I know the mayor I saw a state of the state of state of city a couple weeks ago he's talking about job programs and there's things that he's really going into you know that he's really pushing for these individuals the the connection with that just yeah. basically have those workforce programs tied into Hey, that's just a mandatory. You do workforce, you got financial coaching going along with that. Right. We could take this as, you know, just different levels we can take this at. Yeah.
0: So. I think that's a great idea, too, to make some of this mandatory, at least to financial education, just to, uh, if it, even if it's just, you know, one or two courses to cover all the bases, you know, because a lot of people just don't think about these things and they don't, you know, they don't even try to because they're not aware of how important it is. Right. And, because you, because you and I both know it's very important, but a lot—it's almost like somebody eating fast food versus healthy food. Oh yeah, I want to eat healthy, but this fast food sure tastes good, and it's right here in front of me right now. It's—I it's, I can get that much quicker than if I can make a salad, you know? Right. So but, right. But we both know that the salad is more beneficial for you in the long run. That's right. You know, <laughs> so
1: just basically, basically the next five—you know, maybe not even five—but just have structural interventions. Yeah. The city programmers, you know, basically at directly at building residents building finance,
0: residents financial help, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too, Rodney, is this the momentum for Operation Hope's activities and what you're doing also is coming at the right time because in the last six years there's been so much reinvestment, not just with the the business moguls building buildings and buying buildings and, and filling those buildings, but then there's been such an influx of young people. You know, the young people right. have really come back in the last five, six years. They really oh, yes. have had such a such a momentum and coming in. So then these are going to be your future families, you know, your future entrepreneurs, your future, you know, people in charge, CEOs, you know, people in higher level management. This is the future coming in. And I That's think right. on top of that, this generation with the millennials, they really are all about, you know, creating something for themselves. A lot of that that's why we had a lot of surge entrepreneurs. That's why we have places like Tech Town, Bamboo Detroit. You know, we yeah. we work from New York is coming in for co-working space. So you have a lot of them that that also need the same services in terms of managing your finances. Because the entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur that really requires you to be on top of your game as far as your money because you need to figure out how to bring the money in and how to keep it in, you know, keep it in your pocket or at least right. if if nothing else manage it the best you can and then they'll help you figure out how to make more money. So it just seems like a lot of things in terms of the positive direction as far as the energy is flowing it, it's all happening at the right time like you said yes. with you all out here in the community educating people about their finances, you got entrepreneurs building businesses, you have a lot right. of, a lot of things and I guess for me I did um I hear about a lot of uh, what's going on in the community about people saying the lack of involvement but it the truth of the matter it it really starts with you you can't look for somebody else to help you or or to do it for you you have to start and then somebody else will lend a hand but you have to take the first step you know
1: right that's correct that's that's right you know so that that is so true you know no one's going to do it for you but just you got to do it yourself you get you have to say this is something i want to do i want to empower and better myself so yeah that's, that's what we're trying to do at Operation. You know, we we call it one of these projects, Project Five One One Seven, and with that project, you know, we basically want to, you know, we we want people to improve their financial literacy. We want to increase the role in business models. You know, sure. we want to provide business interns for youth and stabilize the American dreams by basically increasing your credit score. Yeah, we want to be We want to lift. We want to lift up communities. You know, make a sustainable and transform at the same time. So
0: that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Right. Well, Rodney, I thank you for your time and appreciate you coming on the show and, and doing the interview and everything is just as you said is just on point, very enlightening. And what I'm hoping for you all out there listening, that you you gain something from it because it's very crucial for you to understand about your finances, getting your financial house in order and, order, and, and just being in financial health to make sure you move your family forward. That's right. So with that, Rodney, I'd like to say thank you so much for being on the show. And hope to have you on again soon. Thank you for your time. Well, thank
1: you. I would like before we leave just to to if anybody's interested and in need me to work with your credit or things like that and money management offer will search for free, and I can give you my number.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. Okay. My name is
1: Rodney Benefield. That's B as in Boy E-N-I-F-I-E-L-D. My number is area you 313. 686 3113.
0: Can you repeat and that again, Rodney? Repeat your number again.
1: my number is 313 686 3113 And my email contact is Rodney.Benefield at operationhope.org. And I'm in I'm located in Tech Town. We have also two other locations here in town, so feel free. We have other staff here in town. Ryan Max, our market manager. So if any of you guys know him, a good guy. So just um, reach out to me.
0: Wonderful, okay. wonderful. Now, okay. for all you listening, again, that's Mr. Rodney Benefield with Operation Hope. You just heard his contact information, his phone number, his email. Please reach out to him. Give him a call. Give him a shout out on email. If you need services, make sure that you get in touch. Wonderful man, wonderful things he's doing. And again Rodney thanks again for being on the show all right thank you appreciate the the time thank you bye-bye so to recap you've been listening to an interview with mr. Rodney Benefield financial well-being coach of the hope inside Detroit program run and operated by operation hope incorporated of Atlanta Georgia the goal of the program is to rebuild and empower the community through finances Rodney himself is a community-minded individual looking to make a difference in the world. He's lived in several cities over the last several years, serving various nonprofits. And now he's a resource for rebuilding the community in Detroit. And we're glad that he is here. But he's also willing to reach out and help others. So if you would like to get in contact with Rodney, you can reach him at 313 686 one three again, that's three one three six eight six three one one three. Or you can email them at Rodney. Dot at operationhope.org. That's R O D N E Y dot B E N I F I E L D at Operation if you want to know more about the organization itself, you can look them up at www.operationhope.org. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. If you want to know more information about us, we're on the web at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nu. Y-O-U Dot B-I-Z We're also on social media You can look us up We're On Facebook Under first word N-U Second word Y-O-U B-I-Z So you can friend us on Facebook And like our posts We're also on Twitter Under at symbol N-U Y-O-U B-I-Z So please follow us on Twitter We're also on LinkedIn under first word N-U, second word Y-O-U-B-I-Z. So you can visit our page and connect with us on LinkedIn. We also have a YouTube channel and a Google Plus page under N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. This podcast is on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Under biz podcast channel. So you can subscribe to our channel on Apple iTunes and Google Play and follow us on Podbean. We're also on SoundCloud under DDB Group LLC. And on our SoundCloud page, you'll see all of our podcast episodes. We also have a blog. So you can check out our blog at www.nu.com. Y-O-U-B-I-Z-B-L-O-G-S dot com. We also have a crowdfunding campaign for this podcast to help expand our efforts to reach as wide an audience as possible. In addition to interviews, we also plan to add multimedia and other tools to make this podcast a memorable experience for you. So become a patron today by going to podbean.com, search for our podcast, newu.biz podcast channel, and you will see the Become a Patron button. Click it and choose your amount to pledge to our campaign. Once you pledge, you also are entitled to a free membership of your choice to newyou.biz as either an individual member or a professional member, depending on what role you want to play in our family. So join our efforts today to help individuals become who they deserve to be. If you have any suggestions on topics you would like to hear from us, you can email us at info at That's I-N-F-O at N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. Or you can send us a message on Facebook or tweet us on Twitter or send us a message on LinkedIn. Once again, this is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of NewYou.biz. Thanks for listening and please stay tuned for more podcasts. You've been listening to another NewYou.biz podcast more information, join us at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz, where change is real, and you can also get empowerment, encouragement, and positive change.